0: Okay, this meeting of the Rock Hard Caucus is called to order. I forgot to look up the episode number. Are we on 28 or 29? Does anyone know?
1: If anyone knows, it's going to be you, so... <laughs> right.
0: This is either episode 28 or 29. I'm Justin. I'm here with uh, my usual friends, Evan and Natalie. And today, we're... Uh... So last time, we we brought up uh, Rita Hart, who is running for Congress, To replace Dave Loebsack, Uh, we discussed one of the Republicans involved in the primary for that same seat.
1: The Swamp Fox.
0: Yes, exactly. Rick Phillips, the Swamp Fox. Uh, I have emailed him since we released that episode, but I haven't heard back. Uh, But when we were discussing it, uh, shamefully, none of us really know anything about Rita Hart. Other than that, she was Fred Hubble's running mate in the 2018 gubernatorial race. So today we're going to be uh, rectifying that. I've done probably more research on Rita Hart than any other person on Earth, uh, which <laughs> constituted about an hour to two hours of research. <laughs> someone
1: on her campaign team is very happy about that
0: (laughs) yeah
2: got the seo optimization
0: they're not gonna be but uh (laughs) but uh what better way to dig into rita hart and her uh political career than to bring on her very own daughter friend of the show stella hart
3: greetings everyone um i may be what a simple farmer, teacher, politician's daughter. But I have no qualms about talking shit about my mom. I'm a very ungrateful <laughs> daughter. <laughs> um Natalie, this is a preview of when Scout goes on some libertarian <laughs> podcast in like 2050 and talks shit about you. <laughs> very excited to be here on the pod
0: welcome back uh we're also <laughs> this is uh also fulfilling the prophecy last episode evan said that we should have stella back on the show and here she is we did it <laughs> Evan kept. said
2: stella was the funniest one and so she's trying to elbow in on my my <laughs> resident girl Bull, bullshit. just because she's funnier request. <laughs> Simply by being funnier and smarter, she thinks
3: she can just come in here. <laughs> no. Well,
0: this is another, you know, fact about the Rock Hard Caucus podcast. It's one of the few podcasts where uh more than one woman is on at a time. <laughs> That's also a joke <laughs> I yeah. stole from Stella. <laughs> yeah, I think um, this is the first there. even gender
1: ratio episode. <laughs>
4: Maybe.
3: I think so, too. No wonder it feels so weird. All it took was uh, <laughs> some nepotism. My mom, Rita, had to pull a couple strings, and <laughs> here I am.
2: Yeah, you're leveraging your politician mom in order to get on a local <laughs> political podcast.
1: <laughs> it takes some balls, so uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us.
0: Do we want to keep the mom bit running for the whole episode, or should we... Like, is it going to be... Are we opening ourselves up to legal trouble if we pretend Stella is Rita's daughter the whole time?
3: <laughs> uh,
1: I would hope it'd be obvious at this point, but
3: <laughs> if I see any windows where I can insert a good mom joke, I'm gonna go for it. But yes, good. You guys don't feel obligated to keep up the pretense.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's go in on Rita Hart. Uh, I want to preface this by saying. Uh, I'm pretty much only going to be bringing up negatives, and <laughs> I'm not doing this to to tell anybody not to vote for her. Um, what we know of the Republican primary, like her, her opponents will only be worse than her. The Swamp Fox, yeah. who we discussed, is openly racist and Islamophobic. Uh, we certainly would rather Rita Hart be in Congress than him. Um, and what's the other guy's name? Bobby Schilling? Is that right? Sounds right. I mean, Bobby Schilling. (laughs) Come on, man.
2: That's a little on the nose. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I think Bobby Schilling is the favorite to win the uh, second district Republican primary. He's been endorsed by Rick Santorum. Yeah. That's an indication. uh, (laughs) Real heavy hitter. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Heavy hitting endorsement.
0: (laughs) So uh, I think, yeah, we'd probably be better off with Rita Hart in Congress than anyone running for the Republican uh, nomination for the same seat. That said, don't expect much from Rita. <laughs> 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 All right, so she was a state senator representing District 49 from 2013 through 2019. Uh, she chose not to run for reelection in 2018 so that she could run on the ticket with Fred Hubble, as we've already mentioned. Uh, that went well for her. <laughs> but she... Yeah, here we go. Uh her twenty twelve election, uh she defeated Republican Andrew Nave, N A E V E. Uh she beat him by about three thousand votes. It was fifty four percent to forty five percent. Let's see, District forty nine is uh Atomwa, I think. I think that's that's the area where that Wrong.
1: is. no idea.
0: I have no clue. <laughs> I, know. I know I, I read this somewhere. I think it's a double.
1: <laughs> but that nave guy is basically my alter uh, ego, because he, his name is my name backwards.
0: His name is my name too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was uh, a gain for the Democrats in 2012 in the Iowa Senate. Uh, she then ran for re-election in 2014. She was the incumbent, and she beat Brian Schmidt, By less than a thousand votes that was a much closer election 52% to 48 Uh, I'm sure everyone remembers the 2014 elections Uh, not great for the Democrats overall but she managed to hang on to her seat Uh, I believe Iowa Senate uh, terms are six years and so her 2012 election was a result of some redistricting I believe which is why she only served two years and then had to run again but uh, let's look at some of her uh, career in the Iowa State Senate. So I'm looking at votesmart.org, which uh, handily puts together like what different interest groups thought of her and like how she voted on certain hot-button issues. Okay, first off, I've got some ACLU scorecards. So in... 2014, the ACLU gave her a 67% approval. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like how the interest group scorecards work, but they basically select like a few different legislative votes and judge each uh, member of Congress, you know, whether they voted the way that the group wanted or not, and then that's how you come up with the percentage at the end. So. Our friend Rita, she got a sixty seven percent.
2: She got a solid D. Solid D. Yeah,
4: yeah. Doing <laughs> really good. Doing great.
0: <laughs>
3: D's yep. get degrees, baby. <laughs> that's
4: <laughs> right.
0: Do they? <laughs> <laughs> well, they keep you in the Iowa State Senate for another couple of years, so that's
4: Yeah. There you go.
0: <laughs> getting a D from the ACLU is uh that's a passing grade. For remaining A radical
1: left-wing organization that has no <laughs> right-wing representation whatsoever.
0: <laughs> uh, but the reason that she was scored so low is because she voted yes on uh, Senate File 2318 and House File 527. All right, off the top of your heads, anybody remember those? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no.
0: Sorry, I've got, like, a million tabs open, so there's going to be a little bit of dead air (laughs) between things while I uh, (laughs) consult my notes.
3: Well, you're kind of answering a a question I had, which was, like, how the hell did you find any information about her? So it makes sense that you have to, like, actually go to her record and look at the actual votes. Because I had a hell of a time, like, doing a little bit of cursory research, trying to figure out, like, what does she believe? What are her positions on anything? And I really couldn't find anything, just, like, very general sort of liberal, you know, talking points. So, Pablo. that's probably by design though. Like if she's mm-hmm. bland enough and general enough, she can Yeah. You can just get any office. Yeah. Any college
1: intern to just like regurgitate a bunch of Bernie Sanders-ish <laughs> talking points and, and like basic positions
0: did you happen mm-hmm. to look at her uh, campaign website i think natalie did i remember yes. her talking about it yeah
3: there's did nothing. too it sucks it sucks
2: so bad there's absolutely <laughs> there's <like> nothing <laughs> on it
0: yeah it's totally nothing it's empty the swamp fox has like... a better campaign website <laughs> <laughs> oh i forgot i was going to look at her uh contributions real quick top contributors are University of Iowa with $38,000. Wait,
3: wait, what? I didn't know Iowa could give a political candidate money. Am I just really naive?
0: I don't know. I mean, I th- I think this is a contribution from the university itself. Yeah. Huh.
1: Or is
3: it like pooled like
1: contributions from employees of the university or mm-hmm. something?
3: Oh, like they elect or opt into it or something? Well, I don't, I
0: don't know. know because Not on sure. the same... On the same list is, like, Emily's list. So yeah, I would assume if it was, like, a contribution from employees of the university, that would be a separate list. I don't know. Yeah. University of Iowa, Essex Meadows. Anybody know what that is?
3: No. No, it no. sounds cool, though. Sounds like a nursing home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a theme park in, like,
0: England. <laughs> I... I Googled it because I didn't know what it was either. And I think Stella's right. The only Essex Meadows I can find (laughs) is a senior living uh, center in Essex, Connecticut. That's the (laughs) only Essex Meadows that I can find.
4: Hmm.
3: Oh, it looks like there is a um, property company, a property management company in Des Moines called Essex Meadows Properties.
0: That makes a lot more sense. I'm going to say that that one's probably it. Oh,
3: wait. Oh, wait. I think mm-hmm. we're both right. I think oh. Essex Meadows is a... I found an article here that says they've acquired a senior living chain.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh my God, a senior living chain? Oh, that's, that's so ominous. <laughs> that's so fucking ominous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that's
3: fucking dark.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, they, uh, they contributed $25,000 to uh, Rita's campaigns.
3: Myrtle's... Pension <laughs> straight to Rita Hart.
0: Uh, Proctor Lane Investments, Emily's List, Center Bridge Partners.
3: Okay, what
2: is Emily's List?
1: Isn't it for like professionals? Like,
2: Is that where you, yeah,
3: like plumber reviews? It I sounds oh, like I think you, guys, so. you guys are thinking of Angie's List. Oh, <laughs> you're right. You're totally right. Emily's List, I think, is trying to get women politicians into the office. Yeah. There's yeah, so there, many there's dang like a lists. Yeah. Do you, guys, do you guys know about Craigslist?
4: You guys yeah. already covered that
3: one.
0: <laughs> uh, quick plug, if you haven't yet, uh, check out the most recent episode of The Toxic Feminine R- Mystique, released last night on the Rock Hard Caucus Patreon. <laughs> Quite a bit of Craigslist content on that one. <laughs>
3: So majority Craigslist content, <laughs> yeah, and don't forget yeah. to give us a five star review on Angie's List.
0: <laughs> if you are a fan of proper name lists, uh, check it out. But yeah, Emily's list is like a, a pack that helps uh, women in politics. Oh uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Why it's it's like Emily must stand for something.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It who's stands Emily? For,
2: oh my god, you guys! Oh my god, you're gonna die. The group's name is an acronym for "Early Money is like yeast." What? Whoa. <laughs>
4: what? Like bread? Like
1: it, fer- it ferments?
2: Yeah. Into alcohol?
0: Gonna help these women rise. <laughs> and you get drunk.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Early, early my- money. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's like that fucking, and that means it's in all caps. So I just pulled it up, and it looks like Emily's list.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Early money is like yeast. That's so bad. <laughs> like, I
3: don't I was going to make a yeast infection joke, but I think that's a I, know, but, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna I don't know out, how like, to make a gel.
1: Whoever started is named Emily, and it's just a really terrible backronym.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's it. Yeah. They had to find something that <laughs> would have <laughs> of the Emily. They were
1: grasping at straws with the yeast.
4: They were They, they, they got stuck it. on the Y.
1: Yeah. yeah. They got stuck on the Y. <laughs>
3: Here's an idea. I'm just I'm just spitballing here. What? What? We'll yeast.
4: <laughs>
3: women, women have
2: yeast, and and yeast is a thing that rises up. It grows. So yeah.
0: Every mother is like uh, yeast. I mean, there's no other one That's the only option.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any Y words besides yokel and yeast. (laughs) (laughs) On the Toxic Feminine Mystique, I said that viscous liquids that are secretly alive are unacceptable to me. And yeast is a
4: (laughs) viscous liquid
3: that's secretly alive. I actually thought of that exact quote because I'm drinking a kombucha. Right now, uh. as we record this, I was like, "Natalie's not gonna like that." But-
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I have a sourdough starter. No, I'm just kidding. But that would be a very. That's a very like quarantine
0: activity.
2: Yeah, yeah, everyone's <laughs> yeah. doing it.
0: Uh, okay, moving on. She's also uh, received contributions from the Environmental Law and Policy Center, which is uh, just generic enough to, I'm sure, be evil.
2: It, it means it's evil. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> If I know anything, I know that's something ominous.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I've played enough video games to know. <laughs>
3: I think the CEO is Hank Scorpio. <laughs> uh,
0: we got a twelve thousand dollars from Nap Properties. I'm sure that's just a real estate. Like oh, property. that they actually
1: yeah, yeah. own. I should probably shouldn't say this. They own the company that, or they're the company that owns the building that I work in.
4: Oh, right, would
1: would normally be working in. (laughs) Right. But my uh, company's good, solid Democratic donors,
0: so. (laughs) Uh, Here's a good one. Uh, $11,000 from the Council on Foreign Relations. Everyone loves them.
4: Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) I love foreign relations. (laughs) Especially when it involves the United States.
2: I love having foreign relations. (laughs) (laughs) real,
3: real clunky, clunky <laughs> sex <joke. laughs>
0: Uh TE Nursery School. This one I am not familiar with.
3: Do they have deep pockets? How much do they give?
0: That's another $11,000. That's a lot. It's,
3: right? an,
1: I, it's probably another chain. For state senate, it's <laughs> yeah. probably a lot, yeah. It's another chain of child care
0: instead of elder care. <laughs> the last one on the list, uh, I'm going to preface this. You're going to be disappointed, so don't get too excited at the name. She got ten thousand dollars from Share Pack.
4: <laughs> oh no!
3: It's not actually share.
2: It's it? not, no,
0: but it's oh. C-, C H E R is it Pack.
3: A pack of share impersonators.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, it's it has nothing to do with share.
2: Oh no! I would vote for share.
0: <laughs>
1: oh yeah, she's really good on Twitter.
2: <laughs> she's really good on Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's the pack for uh, Congresswoman Sherry Bustos from Illinois. <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> Sherry Bustos. Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sherry Bustos. Uh, she's been in Congress uh, just a year since 2019. She Wrong. came into uh, the House of Representatives after the 2018 election. Wrong. You
3: could say Ooh. she Bustosed onto the scene. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes, you could say that. <laughs> Oh, I just
1: looked her up, and she's part of No Labels. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude! What
2: is no What is No Labels? Yeah.
1: It's like a uh, centrist group. That's it's bipartisan in nature.
2: Oh, it's I hate their that.
1: Political organization whose mission is to <laughs> combat partisan dysfunction, according to Wikipedia.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> I hate it so much. We yeah. need ten, ten times the partisan dysfunction we have. <laughs> We need For a real. fucking opposition party. Like fuck this! You're instead all instead of
1: pretending you could just glad hand your way into power. Yeah, I mean you can, but not to get good <laughs> results.
0: <laughs> Wait, sorry, I'm getting all this shit messed up. Uh, when I said she assumed office in 2019, uh, that was not when she joined Congress. That was when she became the chair of the DCCC, which we're all a fan oh, of. Oh boy. She actually oh, yeah. joined Congress in 2013, uh, and she replaced uh, this is Illinois' 17th District She replaced Bobby Schilling. All right, so we've got a weird connection there. <laughs> so the guy that Sherry Bustos replaced in Congress, Bobby Schilling, is most likely going to be running against Rita Hart in Iowa's second District this year. So that may be why uh, she's received a contribution from SharePack.
3: Oh, there I love the idea that she's just out to get this Shilling guy. Like she just wants to like run I mean, him he into the Republican,
1: ground. He is a Republican, so he's a just, huge piece of shit, I'm sure. But she's also yeah. part of No Labels, so. Right.
0: Yeah, he will not be joining me in Congress again. Keep him out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've started a pack to keep Bobby Schilling out of Congress.
2: <laughs> I will. I would vote
3: for someone if they said that. That
2: rocks. Yeah,
0: that's some <laughs> rare honesty. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: that you don't get spite. from political campaigns. Love
3: that pettiness. Like my first yeah. priority is to serve the people of Illinois. My second priority is to fuck over <laughs> Bobby Shilling.
4: <laughs> I seriously,
1: I would love to hear an inauguration speech where they just talked about how much they hate. Yeah, their hate, like. This is goes out to all my haters.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to all the haters and losers.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's basically what Trump mad. does, yeah. but like yeah.
1: he's on to something with that part of it. It's just the morality part that's different.
0: Right. The uh, the showmanship, that's a plus. He's good yes. at that. Yes. Yes.
2: We want haters really bad. Email us at rockhardcock
4: at gmail.com. <laughs>
1: because what are conservatives if not haters?
0: Yeah. Ideology of hate, for sure. Yes. Okay, now we're gonna get back to the uh, interest group scorecards where I left off a while ago. This is a just a big pile of research, just a big mess I've made for myself. Uh, so in general so she she gets good scores from like Planned Parenthood and uh, like women's groups generally like getting hundred percent from from those people.
3: Natalie and I like to hear that. <laughs> yeah we're, hey, we're women.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Uh, and then uh, she got a 98% from AFL CIO. So, you know, generally positive on labor. And then from like the shitty conservative interest groups, she gets very low scores. So, in general, you know, she's a Democrat. She gets what yeah. you would expect. But back to what I referenced earlier uh, 67% from the ACLU in 2014 because she voted for Senate file 2318. And the ACLU summarizes uh, this bill. It's a cyber bu- cyber bullying bill. <laughs>
1: oh boy! No, I, I know what that great. means. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: would have given schools authority to punish students for speech made outside of school.
2: Oh my god, that sucks so bad.
0: Rita voted for that. The ACLU was obviously opposed to that. Uh, it passed the Iowa Senate, uh, twenty six to nineteen. It was amended and passed the House after that, and then no subsequent Senate vote on the House bill. So it did not become law, but Rita voted for it.
1: As a libertarian, I, I take offense to this.
0: Yeah. That sucks so but bad. But you should still
1: vote for Gina Hart if you have to. <laughs> like, I'm not going to vote for Biden, but I'll probably vote down ticket for Dems just because Yeah, you, should you yeah. might as well have some nice, like, complete dysfunction and have the government not able to do anything instead of bad things.
0: I've got a lot more of these bad bills she voted on, so don't, Oh, boy. Don't, don't shoot your shot yet. Uh, House File 527, on the same ACLU scorecard. This was uh, mandatory DNA sampling, so it required certain aggravated misdemeanants to submit a DNA sample upon conviction. Uh, passed the House, passed the Senate. Signed into law by Governor Branstad on May 15th, 2013. ACLU was obviously opposed to this, and Rita Hart voted for it, and it became law.
4: That
1: That's the kind of bill that I expect zero Democrats to have the balls to vote against. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Is, that a, is that the law? It's like,
1: if you get convicted, like whatever, fuck you. It's like, they don't give a shit about <laughs> prisoners, yeah. least of all.
0: Well, it passed in 2013. I don't know if there have been any you know revisions to the law since then. Uh, it passed... It passed the house pretty heavily 79 to 18 and it passed the senate 29 to 20 so a bit closer but still you know not it not much of a struggle there.
1: I wonder if any of those votes were like republican libertarian types.
0: I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I
1: wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't be super shocked.
0: We've got some of those here. Okay, so she got 67% overall. So uh, the rest of the votes the ACLU approved of. We don't need to get into that because that's boring.
3: Oh, does it make it worse that she voted for schools to be able to punish kids because she's she used to be a teacher? Aww. She was a teacher at one point. Oh, she, she must have been a teacher that everyone hated. Kids. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, students should be uh, punished for what they say on ratemyprofessors.com. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Imagine the fucking trouble I'd get myself in if I, like, I'm so glad that there were certain internet tools that were not available to me <laughs> when <laughs> I was in high school, which is <laughs> like, I really dodged some some bullets
0: yeah like the dawn of social media was like when we were high schoolers yeah so dude we had yeah.
2: Zanga
4: these
1: kids, don't, <laughs> these kids don't know shit about Zanga yeah.
2: <laughs> like the trouble I would have gotten myself into was Snapchat in high school it's just really bad <laughs> <Yeah. I> did. <laughs> like, did not have access it is to true. that
1: Zanga is like a thousand times more quaint than like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, Snapchat exactly.
0: oh yeah uh moving on so in 2016 i have another aclu scorecard here this time she got 50% that's
1: uh not good
0: no not <laughs> very good
1: i mean the aclu is like the biggest one too really like mm-hmm.
0: uh so this time around they knocked her for voting for house file 558 which um, <laughs> uh speech at funerals or memorial services uh, this bill expanded the buffer zone, the area in which disfavored speech is criminali- criminalized at funerals or memorial services from 500 feet to 1,000 feet.
1: So this is the Westboro Baptist Church law, yeah. I assume?
0: I guess, but it passed in 2015, so it seems a bit late. Oh. Yeah, that is pretty yeah. late. Uh, and it passed unanimously, both houses, and signed by Governor Branstad on April 24th, 2015. So... Universal one that Democrats
1: I, I expect zero of them have to have the balls to actually vote against.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I feel like that strongly about this one.
1: Well, like remember funerals. how much they love John McCain when he died?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and pretty much any any time anyone dies who is a terrible person objectively. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to protest at John McCain's funeral. I want to dress up as an airplane. (laughs) Just to of crash into shit in his honor. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So this this bill offends me because I don't get to make fun of the dead.
0: (laughs) Uh, She also voted for House File 227. Strip searches at jails. Oh, no. Yeah. This allowed law enforcement to require a person arrested for low-level crime to remove clothing and permit visual inspection of genitalia, buttocks, anus, (gasps) etc. without probable cause before admitting them to the jail's general population. When was this? 2015.
1: Oh, okay. Well, Lynn County was Uh... already doing that before. (laughs) Oh, God. And I'm sure a lot of them were <laughs> like, but that's interesting that it's mandated on a state level. That's um, yeah, pretty that's fucking like there's so many fucking like just dunk ass. No offense, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I know one of my relatives or family members of relatives was like the jailer in a rural Iowa County. And it's like, it's a joke. It, yeah. It's just for the town drunks, basically. Right, right. So, that's ridiculous.
3: Yeah, that's awful.
0: So, this passed the Senate unanimously.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my
2: God. Yeah.
0: Uh, Passed the House 91 to 1. One Iowa representative voted against this. I didn't look it up, but I would be interested in knowing who that was.
3: Do you think Iowa has always been this fucked up or... Are we just more aware of it now because we're older and we're, like, more cognizant?
1: I think we're more aware of it.
3: Yeah. It was definitely somewhat better, at least with schools
2: and um, reproductive rights issues. There are
1: a lot. I mean, like, neoliberalism has, like, eroded, like, all of our public institutions since, like, the 70s,
0: so.
2: I was (sighs) leaned into that in the last 10 years Mm -hmm. maybe more.
0: Uh, she also voted for Senate File three forty five, which uh, is just the cyberbullying bill again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: I like to picture her like sign, like voting for it with like relish, and then being like, "Take that, Timmy." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: this time around, it passed the Senate forty three to seven, but didn't even come up in the House. Don't know. I don't know what's up with that. They just keep trying and they, they keep failing. Yeah, sure.
1: It's funny too, like the bullying thing is like a totally like good morning America type of like media thing about <laughs> yeah. bullying because like, I mean, not that bullying isn't a problem, but it's one of the things that like the media likes to focus on at the expense of like anything that actually really matters, you know?
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Am I getting in hot water for this?
3: <laughs> Switchboards are lighting up over here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just saying like they would they would rather talk about bullying than like economic injustice nine hundred oh, yeah. times out of a thousand.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean the the funding disparities between schools is probably a bigger issue. <laughs> not yeah, like not that bullying
1: is a problem, but it be kinda of became like the, the issue du jour for like
2: it's like video middle
1: class mm-hmm. people.
2: And it's like you are are always treating a, a symptom and not a cause. Yeah. Like yeah. when it comes to something like that.
1: That's that's true because yeah. I don't have any children, so I don't have any room to talk about.
3: <laughs> yeah, have you guys just tried having kids that aren't nerds?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think some of our
2: politicians are in office because they didn't get bullied enough. So I'm running
3: on a pro-bullying pro platform. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we all know it's a matter of perspective, with bullying. <laughs>
2: My kid's not going to get bullied because she's not going to be a fucking narc-ass dork.
1: <laughs> yeah, do you think the parents of <laughs> the parents of bullies know their kids are bullies? Probably not.
0: <laughs> some of them maybe. Pro- some yeah, of I them think...
1: probably do, but yeah, I don't most know. of them I, I would bet probably don't. Yeah.
0: I was going to ask, uh, Natalie, is Scout getting into cyberbullying yet? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I for one love to cyberbully. So <laughs> do a lot of cyberbullying um i think it's praxis so i'm excited to pass that along to my daughter as well but no she does not
0: she's learning it from you though
2: oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) it's really important to me that she learns how to properly um give death threats to politicians on twitter (laughs) (laughs) parody so
0: (laughs) uh here's uh, here's an actual like pretty bad one that rita voted for this is senate file 448 is uh, regarding juvenile sentencing. This oh, maintains no. life without the possibility of parole sentence for oh. juveniles, requires unconstitutional oh, mandatory consideration me. of aggravating factors, and fails to address needed parole oh. reforms for juveniles. Of course, that's the ACLU's uh, summary of it.
1: But come on, man. If you're still in yeah, favor maybe. of like f- fucking oh. the insane, over-excessive juvenile punishments in this country, then like, what the fuck's wrong with you?
3: Yeah, yeah it's messed
1: up. Life with no parole. Life for, with no parole for a fucking. For children.
0: A yeah. kid. Yeah. You guys want to guess uh, whether this passed the Senate or not? Oh, 100% did. Yeah, passed the Senate 47 to 3, overwhelmingly. Yep. And uh, yeah, signed into law by Governor Brandstad once again. But the Democrats aren't tough enough on crime.
1: <laughs> yeah, no shit. God it's a bipartisan damn
0: Bipartisan agreement.
2: We're so fucking inhumane. I don't understand what person can live with themselves thinking that we should give life sentences to fucking kids.
3: Like, how do you sleep at night? Mm -hmm. Well, in some states, you can do a crime or be convicted of a crime when you're a child and face the death penalty so at least we don't have that here (laughs) and
1: and the worst thing is there's probably democrats who like would would vote against it on moral grounds but they're worried about some asshole running a fucking negative campaigning ad against them for being soft on crime or whatever
2: because they're fucking pussies
0: (laughs) it's pathetic
2: it's so pathetic
0: i mean that's basically the theme of today's show is uh
4: (laughs) (laughs) it's it's
2: pathetic (laughs)
3: feckless (laughs) (laughs) democrat
0: yeah because that's basically her her voting record is just you know weak spineless democrat finally in 2016 the aclu knocked rita hart for voting for house file 2331 this regards restricting boycotts a form of free speech. Anyone Uh, care to guess what this bill is about? BDS? Yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah. Yes, exactly.
0: Uh, Prohibits state funds from going to companies that engage in boycotts of Israel. Uh, The state cannot... The snake cannot contract with companies that boycott Israel. Right. It passed the Senate, uh, with Rita's help, 38 to 9. Also passed the House, 70 to 25. Uh, i'm surprised that it didn't pass by more and signed into law by governor Branstad on may 10th 2016
1: yeah it's not enough, enough to just like fund israel directly or through any number of contributions but
2: you can't even say anything bad <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. The, <laughs> the government will not give money to any company who does not like
2: <laughs> is yeah, is not cool with even israel just, like mm-hmm. yeah declined to work with Israel. Like, God. No one, and no one gives a fucking shit about this. And I just like, how do you get people to care? Like, I bet if you like called Rita Hart and was like, or saw at an event and was like, what the fuck was up with that BDS vote? She would be like,
4: What's BDS? (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) You don't know and you don't care. Like, you're just, oh. Oh.
0: Uh, Okay, so moving on, in 2018, the ACLU gave Rita Hart an 88% score. Much better. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, most improved student award. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This time around, she only voted against the ACLU's interests once. Uh, I mean, of the bills that they highlighted. Uh, And she voted... For Senate File Twenty Two Thirty Five, this is a criminal justice reform bill. Uh, this created a new crime of critical infrastructure sabotage with severe penalties—a uh, class B felony and eighty-five thousand to one hundred thousand dollar fine. What's critical oh. infrastructure? I'm guessing this is like a pipeline thing. Ooh, you're probably right. Uh... Yeah yeah critical
1: infrastructure yeah cuz we all know how important oil is right now it's just pissing out of the ground no one even wants it
0: well at the time though when it passed the Iowa Senate 35 to 13 on April 3rd 2018 i think uh, the price of oil was quite a bit higher than it is today <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: Yeah, have you guys seen the documentary The Beverly Hillbillies?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Black gold. Texas tea.
3: Texas tea. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days.
0: Uh, yeah, this was signed into law by Governor Reynolds on April 17th, 2018 with the help of Rita Hart.
4: Uh,
0: and that, That's all of the like specific scorecards that I was able to find. Uh, but another highlight here... Unfortunately, I wasn't able to find like the actual uh, rubric here, but the Iowa Sierra Club gave Rita Hart a 56% in 2015. Uh, I'm sure everyone knows what the Sierra Club is. It's an environmental group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so Rita is not uh, a super good climate science kind of Democrat. 56% from the Sierra Club. If anybody out there can find the Sierra Club Iowa legislature twenty fifteen scorecard. <laughs> I, would love to see that, I was not able to find it myself.
2: <laughs> A, um the critical infrastructure bill is an ALEC bill.
4: Oh. Um, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's an amendment to the enda- to endangered species law. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it's it's pipelines.
1: Yeah, well, actually, <laughs> endangered species will disrupt your habitat with a pipeline. No problem.
3: What like what communities are in the in the district that she used to serve? Is it like really rural or
0: District Forty Nine? Uh, it is Clinton and Scott counties. Yeah, so like Clinton, Iowa, and the Quad Cities. So it's like right on the border with Illinois. Mm-hmm. It doesn't uh, contain the Quad Cities, however. It's like the northern part of Scott County. So I think it is mostly rural. Yeah.
2: You have to vote for... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's terrible. I had to vote for Cindy Axney. Yeah. It, it, it fucking sucks. It sucks,
3: dude. Right. Like, I've voted for Dave Lobsack, you know, Ugh, ever yeah, since so I could sucks. vote. Yeah, so. I mean, sounds like she'll be just we the same.
0: <laughs> I've got one more. I'm going to fixate on one of her votes now because I think this one is uh, more indicative than any how she would be as a U.S. representative. So I was looking over her profile here on votesmart.org, and it lists some of her votes uh, by categories like certain issues, uh, and I figured since Planned Parenthood was giving her 100%, I would check out like her abortion votes and you know I was expecting it to be all like very pro-choice stuff since Planned Parenthood gave her high marks 100% marks in fact so I would expect her to never vote against uh, the interests of reproductive freedom Uh, but it lists here that uh, she voted for Senate File 359 in 2017 which is a precursor to the Heartbeat Bill so I was a little surprised to see that she voted for this. And I, I looked into it a little bit. And so this, initially, this was not a heartbeat bill. It was not outlawing abortion as soon as a fetus uh, has a heartbeat.
3: It was the Rita heartbeat bill. <laughs> and She voted for it because how could she not?
0: <laughs> Dude, you really need to talk to your mom.
3: <laughs> She's back on her bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well she is so in my research i found that she is catholic so. that's true that's true yeah could be contributing to her anti-choice uh, legislation support for that yeah
0: so this was initially introduced by senator chapman i didn't look up his first name but uh you know a Republican. <laughs> State Senator he sucks, you know about him
2: um not anything in particular, just that he sucks, okay, well, yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can <laughs> we could have assumed that,
2: yeah, he does a lot of the abortion stuff,
0: okay, yeah, so Senator Chapman introduced Senate file three hundred fifty nine a bill for an act prohibiting certain actions regarding fetal body parts and providing penalties <laughs> so this is. <laughs> This is, uh, you know, prohibiting the sale of fetus parts, you know? That thing from that video from, like, five years ago. <laughs> 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 that was proven staged in, like, 2015.
2: <laughs> Still on their bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Does that include,
1: like, stem cells even?
2: Yeah. You should, I That's, mean, like, that like the, the only
1: inter- thing that... Like why someone would conceivably like
2: that was the whole that was the whole reason is they donate fetal tissue for like stem cell research right but not now mm-hmm. they can't and that they, they were not selling it they were
1: like right having it's the research
3: cost. what if I don't want the stem cells I'm just a freak
1: <laughs> <laughs> well we need to stop you you need to go to jail actually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did we have one like attempting to make people bury them, or is it just like you can't sell?
0: I don't know if we've had one that goes that far.
2: <sighs> I've disengaged because I can't handle it. Yeah,
0: this is Vote Smarts' uh, quick summary of the bill: prohibits individuals from knowingly using, acquiring, providing, receiving, or otherwise transferring a fetal body part. So this goes even further than just prohibiting sale. It's like you can't be moving these around in any way Uh, (laughs) however it does specify that the prohibition does not apply to diagnostic procedures which have the purpose of determining the life or health of the fetus actions taken in furtherance of final disposition of a body the study of tissue for diagnostic and forensic purposes and fetal body parts resulting from miscarriage or stillbirth that are donated for medical research so, it prohibits things that already were not happening, basically.
2: <laughs> so, like some performative bullshit.
0: Yeah. So, this passed the Iowa Senate uh, 46 yays and six nays. Almost everyone. The only six Iowa senators who voted against this were Bolcom, Dvorsky, Peterson, Dotsler, McCoy, and Taylor.
2: Volcom is the best senator. Yeah.
0: By the way, yeah, I've I've read good things from him.
2: He's yeah, he's the best. Uh,
0: But included in the yays, people who I know are Democrats, who I know have like pretty uh, large profiles in the states. Uh, Again, Rita Hart, of course. Uh, Rob Hogue voted in favor of this, and also uh, Nate.
2: That sucks.
0: Yeah, Nate Bolton voted. Nate Bolton, of course. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit surprised about
1: Rob. Yeah, I mean.
2: I forgot Rob about Hogue Naples is one of
1: the better senators, <laughs> state senators, but yeah, s- still is. disappointing. So from mm-hmm. time to time, this is another bill where it's like, what if they run a bad campaign ad against me?
0: Yeah, that's that's it exactly because the yeah the senators who voted against it, like it looks like they're only in like pretty they're probably safe, in safe seats, yeah. yeah, like mm-hmm. Dvorsky, who is who was my senator at the time, you know, Iowa City and Coralville. Like, he's going to get (laughs) reelected. Yeah. Yeah, what a pointless bill, though. Like, fuck that. It's fucking
1: garbage.
2: Well, what pointless people? What a pointless legislature? What a pointless country?
0: Initially, it was pointless. It was a bill to ban the sale of fetuses, basically. (laughs) Like, a thing that uh, Carly Fiorina brought up at the 2016 debates. And it was total bullshit.
3: That's right, yeah. It's a
0: talking point.
1: It's, like, the purest distillation of, like, not a real-world thing, just a complete political fabrication.
2: Guys, do you remember when Ted Cruz pre-selected Carly i and just remembering that? (laughs) (laughs) As his VP to, like, as a, like, Hail Hail Mary on his presidential campaign? Oh, yeah. And then
3: immediately dropped out.
2: Uh, Yeah, and immediately dropped out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Remember when Ted Cruz was an anti-Trump conservative? (laughs) (laughs) Because Trump called his wife ugly,
2: <laughs> that's and said right. his dad killed JFK. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, and said his his dad killed JFK. Oh shit.
2: Dude, Trump is awesome. He's I know uh, you know what I mean.
0: Oh, we're no, We're getting canceled again.
2: <laughs> I mean that it's awesome to bully Ted Cruz. Yeah, that's, yeah I mean that's, clock. that's
0: basically what we were saying earlier is that the showmanship. knocks out of the park yeah we like that
4: (laughs) i I won't won't quite endorse
0: what he said about ted cruz but
1: (laughs) 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 even though ted cruz is a vile piece of shit but he's uh he's right for the wrong reasons
2: yeah and his wife is not even ugly
4: yeah, that's no. <laughs> that's also true.
2: Yeah. I find her to be very relatable because she had a, a like really bizarre mental breakdown. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I, I forgot remember. about that too. They like they found her by the side of the road. Yeah,
1: because she was like, oh. I'm married to Ted Cruz. Like, how is my life going to continue? <laughs>
2: oh, guys, it's important to me that you know that. So I read one of the like dumbass women's uh magazine profiles of his wife. Um <laughs> and she said at their wedding, um like they had a full brass band and Ted Cruz still insisted that they play from a like tape. The A Whole New World from Aladdin, (laughs) even though they had a full full band that had to be, I think, first dance, but let me look it
1: up. (laughs) I vaguely recall this, and that's, like, so on brand for Ted Cruz. (laughs) A Whole New World.
2: (laughs) For the the record, Donald Trump is a fucking fascist monster. He's just funny. Like...
0: (laughs) Okay, so what I was saying is that uh, this was a pointless bill initially. It doesn't really do anything, and it passed the Senate because the Democrats were spineless and didn't oppose it. When it got to the House, however, that's when uh, it was amended and became the heartbeat bill. So it passed passed the House, obviously, uh, as the heartbeat bill, came back to the Senate, uh, and passed the Senate. And at that point, that's when Rita Hart voted against
4: it. (laughs) So...
0: (laughs) So she helped them get the ball rolling, but then uh, when it really counted, she voted against it. To no no avail. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Little known fact about the heartbeat bill is that it prohibits bullying fetal remains within a thousand (laughs) feet of a funeral.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is even better. Ted Cruz insisted his wedding ceremony end with the CD version of Aladdin's A Whole New World, (laughs) and they had a a a whole band
1: <laughs> the CD version and they had a whole band
2: yeah and she he didn't even want them to play like some kind of instrumental be, <laughs> that's the thing I love is like not oh, that you man. played a whole new world but that you had a full band <laughs> a live band <laughs> 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 fucking incredible
4: he's
1: a fucking hardcore Disney it. fan <laughs>
2: So, fuck Rita Hart. Yeah, but vote for her. But you gotta vote for her. And
3: it's terrible.
1: She's running unopposed. That's that's wild.
3: There was someone who is more liberal than her who was running, right? Who dropped out. Uh,
0: there were a couple other candidates that I know of that uh, mm-hmm. yeah, dropped out way before the primary even began. Uh, Damn. Veronica, is it? Tesla? Is that her last name? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's a local business owner and Elizabeth Warren person.
2: But she's the Froyo person. Yeah.
0: She had a uh, small businesses with Warren sign in her uh, business right. window. But, but, but I months, would trust I...
1: pretty much anyone from like Iowa City over <laughs> over this lady. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. Even probably. if they
1: are a small business owner. But I mean, Froyo is delicious, so. <laughs>
2: hating on froyo we're, not,
3: we're yeah. hating on elizabeth warren <laughs> right this yeah. is about elizabeth warren not froyo can we add that to our list of rock hard caucus demands <laughs> is like froyo in every pot
0: <laughs> and then I know there was uh one other candidate I, I can't remember his last name. His first name is Abuisa and he's uh he's a professor at the university and he was like a Bernie guy. And I mm. definitely would have voted for him had he stayed in the election, but he had, like, no campaign to speak of, so wasn't going anywhere, unfortunately. So here we are with Rita. Um, I know that... Natalie has said multiple times, you have to vote for her. Uh, I would like to just say for the record that I will not uh, disown you if you choose not to.
1: <laughs> I, I wouldn't disown to...
0: anyone for that. Yeah. No, oh, I wouldn't yeah. disown
2: anyone. You're right. I guess I mean like more rec- telling myself when
3: it comes but to like, those kinds sure, of people. Sure. We
1: talked about in the last episode that it's possible that this seat does go to a Republican. So it's not like it's yeah. it's you know 100% in the bag for her.
0: Yeah, especially seeing that she has a campaign website that is just blank <laughs> like she's basically not running on any issues just it's just a page no. like a short biography and like a donation link
2: yep it says that she's raised in a split household democrats and republicans and that's cool. it a house
3: divided <laughs> <laughs> it said a house divided upon itself her logo too is like her name like folksily painted onto a... Looks like red barn.
4: Right. Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like got a wood pattern behind it. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, she's really just taking those Iowa City votes for granted. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's just going to be a weak campaign, just like assuming this is a safe district. And... I don't know. (laughs) I don't
1: know, given who's on the top of the ticket and all that. like, I'm not sure. (laughs) Especially given those Iowa City votes. I don't know if they're quite as for granted as you would imagine. Yeah.
0: I'd still... uh, I'd I'd guess that she probably will win. Yeah, uh, probably. But given what we just went over, I would not expect much from any sort of uh, legislative career from Congresswoman Rita Hart, should that occur. Yeah, I mean... Like I said at the beginning, I'm not saying I didn't bring all this up to tell you not to vote for her, but also uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not yeah. You got to make that decision for yourself.
3: She'll be reliably disappointing like mm-hmm. all Democrats.
0: I think
1: we're all fans of blowing up the current Democratic Party establishment as it currently exists. Yeah,
2: yeah, you're right. And I would never as long as you don't vote for a Republican
4: like <laughs> right.
3: the other day I was like what if I did vote Republican? Just to, like, feel what it's like. Uh, <laughs>
2: just do not
1: endorse. To, like, <laughs> abort, abort.
4: They're,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, just fuck you. They get to go in to the voting booth and just be like, fuck you Yeah. Right. Get that feeling of just scribbling the holes of fuck you. And that would that would feel really good. It would feel good. Yeah, spite whereas like I go in there and I'm Mm, like, do I have to?
1: Yeah
2: What what is the moral choice here? <laughs> they just get. To... I mean, at this like, point, is...
1: the Democrats are repeating the same fucking strategies since nineteen ninety two, and like have not adapted <laughs> whatsoever in the slightest. They've showed you their whole goddamn ass. Like, you don't have any reason to believe that this strategy works. So, like, why even bother? Like yes. I said, other than voting for more gridlock, more partisan gridlock. So, like, don't vote for Joe Biden, but vote for Democrats down ticket
2: just so that Republicans can't do anything. Yep. That's the best you got. Yep, and you are That is what? already They're the still best you've be got. Able to do stuff. Right.
1: <laughs> the Democrats if Joe Biden's going to like he's going to he's going to have Republicans on his cabinet. He's going to spend all this time being a bipartisan unity candidate. He's going to bring the country together at aka paper over the status quo so it makes it more comfortable for these people.
4: Yeah. More comfortable Fuck than Joe to like Biden.
1: acknowledge that most of their problem with Trump is like aesthetic rather than what actually happens to the vulnerable people that they care about or they claim to care about.
3: Absolutely. Just four years that we can go back to not carrying or paying attention. We can just be comfortable with President Biden.
0: Yeah. Now that you brought it up, Evan, I think that is pretty strategically sound to just vote in favor of whatever makes more partisan gridlock. Just bring these people, yeah. Just bring everything to a standstill. Halt it's already at a standstill,
1: but like, if, it, is, it would be just bad if you know, I don't want the Republicans to gain back the house. Fuck no, like,
0: yeah, yeah, no. Just help them dig their heels in, make less and less happen in the halls of power. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes sense. I think that's the right way to it's do it. It's never
2: good. Stuff happening is never good.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, at some point. I think probably when he leaves office, I would like to do a Dave Loebsack uh, retrospective <laughs> episode. Retrospective. <laughs> <Yeah. Do> you can <laughs> give him the John Memorial. Delaney treatment.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. In the arms of an angel. Yeah. Uh,
0: but un- until then, I'll just say, it seems like Rita Hart would be a worthy successor to yep. the Loebsack <laughs> career. Uh, Do you guys want to do something fun, quick, before we go?
1: Yes. A hundred percent.
4: Okay.
0: I have here... I like fun. (laughs) I'm also... I enjoy having fun when possible. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a lot of fun going on recently. No. But uh, we can have a little bit of fun with this back and forth that occurred in the Cedar Rapids Gazette recently. Uh, So first up, published uh, Thursday, April 23rd, there was a staff editorial from the Gazette, uh, the headline is a sickening top five ranking for Iowa. Uh, just let me let me just say this isn't the fun part yet, okay? <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> is this really fun? Because I know what you're gonna talk about. It doesn't seem very fun. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: this isn't the fun part,
4: <laughs> uh,
0: and I, I don't want to read like every word of this. But uh, basically, this is the staff of the Gazette lamenting that Iowa is we're we're the 5th worst state in terms of disparity between black and white arrests for marijuana possession. Black Iowans are more than 7 times more likely than white Iowans to be arrested for marijuana possession. This is uh worse than the the national uh rate where black people are about 4 times more likely to be arrested for marijuana possession. So we're like a little shy of double the national rate here the disparity
1: this has always been a problem this is like not new statistics yeah. either like this has like mm-hmm. been known that we're we've been consistently at the top of the rankings
3: and the most recent data i've seen the last few years is that the disparity between white arrest versus arrest of people of color is the worst in Johnson County Liberal yeah. Johnson County.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it says here that the the worst counties are uh, Lynn, Muscatine, and Dubuque. Uh, in mm-hmm. Dubuque, it looks like uh, black people are thirteen point two times more likely. That's god damn. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's supposed oh to be a percentage or a multiplier. Thirteen point two percent higher than the statewide, maybe. But anyway, those are the worst uh, counties. They do note here that uh, our current fifth place ranking is an improvement over 2013 when we uh, were actually number one.
1: Oh, yeah, I, that's what I <laughs> yeah. thought I was remembering. I was going to say, like, yeah. we were, Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought we were, yeah,
0: number one. Mm-hmm. At the time, uh, black Iowans were 8.3 times more likely than white Iowans to be arrested for marijuana possession.
3: Well, you know... They should be giving us a little bit more credit from one to five. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's sickening. I would say, good job, Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) Room for improvement, but making baby steps. Mm
0: -hmm. And and the Gazette editorial staff, uh, they mentioned that racism or implicit bias from some police officers is one factor driving racial disparities.
1: Dear God. Uh, yeah, I, I I was a white Iowan who got arrested on a marijuana charge, and uh, I got pulled over. But you know what neighborhood it was in? It was right next to the TikTok in Cedar Rapids. Which, if you know where the TikTok is in Cedar Rapids, yeah, it's not it's not the nicest neighborhood.
0: That's actually the next sentence. Is uh, other issues include over policing of poor neighborhoods? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the the Gazette editorial staff, uh, it looks like they they come pretty close to recommending marijuana legalization, which is pretty cool.
3: Nice. Oh my gosh, Adam Sullivan definitely wrote that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he was involved, yeah. Kudos. Adam
1: the Sullivan rare has... rare kudos. <laughs> if, if he had yeah, any influence over has, the like, cassette. He
2: two good takes. Yeah, he has two <laughs> so. good takes
1: and he repeats ad nauseum.
3: <laughs>
1: and not the vapes.
3: Vaping activism! Yeah. I, <laughs> I can't underscore this point more that guy loves weed
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah still kudos (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the final final paragraph of the editorial here is while many law enforcement agencies give token consideration to disparity reports and implicit bias training results are the only worthwhile measure of progress iowa remains one of the worst in the nation so, I mean, they're they're pretty real in this editorial. Like, they, there's real reasons this is happening, and it's largely uh, on law enforcement agencies.
1: Yeah, and it's the result of decades of systematic racism. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that there are communities that are over-policed is the result of decades of systematic racism. Right. So yeah. it's, it's more of a, like, thermometer yeah. of, like, the problem. And especially, yeah. like, mm-hmm. here, because, you know... It's, like, an overwhelmingly white state.
3: Yeah. Right, yeah. Where redlining has, was practiced.
1: Oh,
0: 100%. So I was uh, I was impressed with this editorial from the Gazette, but somebody else was not particularly <laughs> happy with it. And this was printed in the Gazette uh, just Friday, May 1st. It says here, County attorney, reprehensible editorial played race card against Iowa police. All right, this is where oh it gets my fun. Oh, God. Because <laughs> we get to make fun <laughs> of somebody
1: I love when the race card is in the fucking title of the article. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so this was written by Jerry Van Sanden, Lynn County attorney.
3: That's definitely a Joseph Dobrian character. That's such a Joseph <laughs> Dobrian
2: character.
0: Jerry Van Der Sanden. That's actually really close to Van Devender. Yeah. name of the college. <laughs> All right, so here's what Jerry had to say about this. The recent Gazette staff editorial was a reprehensible attack on our police and a shameful play of the race card. Citing a report by the American Civil Liberties Union showing black Iowans were more likely than white Iowans to be arrested for marijuana possession and to be behind bars, the editorial asserted that the police and Iowa's legal system unfairly targets black people.
2: Um, that's a fact. All <laughs> right.
0: I like that he spells out American Civil Liberties Union. <laughs> instead of just saying ACLU. It's always these
1: people who are like, it's not explicit bias, it's implicit bias. (laughs) That's your whole argument, is they didn't mean to be racist.
0: They just are
4: racist. Yeah. (laughs)
0: It's not intentional. However, you can't always draw sound conclusions by citing statistics. Bare numbers don't tell the whole story, and there are other factors that account for racial disparities in the justice system. Oh no. I'm tugging at my collar.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> oh no. I know, I know
1: one of the directions where this could go.
0: <laughs> Lynn County is one of several jurisdictions in Iowa dealing with a serious gun violence problem. Many of these crimes occur in oh. poor neighborhoods, and the victims are often black. Police concentrate their efforts in these hot spot areas in an effort to combat the violence and get guns off the street
2: okay sure
4: <laughs> yeah
0: i so he mentions like in the previous paragraph that uh, you don't get the full picture with just statistics and numbers and then provide zero statistics or numbers to support <laughs> his, own, right. his own assertions here uh, i would like to perhaps see some numbers right. some results like of-
1: <laughs> and yeah their article is talking about like iowa wide numbers i know for a fact that like in twenty eighteen there were like a shitload of murders in Des Moines. In twenty nineteen there weren't that not that many murders in Des Moines. Like it's it's kind of jumps around, but like as a whole, mm-hmm. like c- violent crime numbers are like way down overall, like decade over decade.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. I was yeah. very safe.
1: Yeah, it's not yeah, it's not even like a, a problem. It's a problem like in the local news pages because there's like not that much going on here anyway. Yeah. <laughs>
3: If it bleeds, at least. Right. Yeah. What am I going to put as my headline? And there has uh, been a couple H.
1: incidents like recently because of like the coronavirus, but like, or you know, like people just being restless and shit. Like, and the fact that like crime <laughs> always goes up when it gets hot, like, or it gets warmer. Anyway, sorry for interrupting.
3: Oh, I was going to make it, I was going to pretend I was a newspaper editor and, and I was deciding between having my paper headline be. Like four H pig eats four H watermelon <laughs> or like someone shot. <laughs> but Evan made a really good point. <laughs> yeah.
0: Any story that gets uh, comments about Chicago and the KCRG yeah. Facebook yeah. press that's that's
4: what's going on. Oh, around. and that's the thing too. It's like red
0: meat for those these people.
1: Yeah. They yeah. love just scouring the fucking news for any like Crime involving a minority. Oh yeah. Because guess yeah, what? Absolutely. Those are the ones that get reported on.
3: Yeah. And then they can recall that as they're writing their editorial like this dum dumb instead <laughs> of citing <laughs> any statistics.
0: To be fair, there's more numbers as we continue. But uh I just I do like how he can includes zero statistics in that one assertion. Well he's already said you can't
1: trust statistics, so
2: <laughs> You can only trust Anecdotes from me, Jerry Sandin Bander. <laughs> Van Din S- 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 um, Whatever his name is
0: It stands to reason that officers will patrol, stop and frisk and make arrests in the areas where violent crime is reported and the complaints are made. It's not like the police are meandering about the city looking to arrest a certain segment of the population for marijuana charges. Hmm. When they find marijuana, <laughs> an arrest is made, regardless of the race of the offender. Uh, I'm gonna need a citation on that one. Uh, it's not like the police are meandering about the city looking to arrest people. I think that's that's probably the their purpose job. of the
3: police. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't we just learn too about how if you commit any kind of very low-level minor crime, you'll be strip searched at jail to find any <laughs> <laughs> drugs or mm-hmm. anything else that could possibly be on your person
0: right yeah for any any arrest you could that could happen to you by the way a recent list of defendants in the Lynn in the Lynn County Jail showed 229 people being held the number of people being held for marijuana possession zero <laughs> see now he's owning us with statistics
2: dude like
1: that has any relevance <laughs> <laughs>
2: bummer story of a friend of mine is she had someone she was talking on the phone with another one of her friends her friend called for a um, mental health check like a wellness check uh,
4: called oh, the police that can go bad oh yeah
2: yeah yeah i know because she was saying something she perceived as suicidal yeah. and uh, they came in searched her place and arrested her for pot mm. So, I would like you to guess the race of the person who got arrested, and then the race of the woman who thought that you should call the police for a welfare check. Uh, (laughs) Jesus. I can't
1: imagine ever calling a welfare check in on a friend. Like, they're your friend, aren't you? Like, they're just, like, already talking to them. Like, can't you do your own welfare check?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I appreciate the impulse, but that's some real white girl shit to do. Oh, yeah.
1: I appreciate the impulse, but not to call the cops.
0: (laughs)
2: So she went to fucking jail.
0: Yeah, how well was she doing after that?
4: Yeah. Oh Jesus.
0: (laughs) To be sure, blacks are overrepresented in Iowa's prisons. They make up about three point four percent of Iowa's population while accounting for roughly twenty-five percent of prison inmates. But do these figures prove the police and the criminal justice system are to blame for the racial imbalance in our prison population? Uh,
2: what else is what else could be for bl- to blame?
0: <laughs> the fallacy in such an argument can be seen when comparing it to a far bigger disparity in our prison population. That is, is it meant to
2: women? Please say it's meant to women.
0: That is oh, the gender. Oh no.
2: Disparity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't read this before. I love it when people do that. It's yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> men's rights. Men's God
0: damn. How can we deflect? <laughs> I mean, what, what's the unanswered question there? If, if it's not that the justice system is biased against a certain population, why would their prison population so outweigh their overall population of the state? Like, the what's, only what's answer the is something
2: yeah. inherently wrong with black people. Right. Those right. are the two That's two yeah, options. Exactly.
0: The needs. contrast he's trying
1: to make. Like it's like pretty fucking obvious. Yeah. If you're like so inclined and not agreeing with him, like,
2: there is <laughs> <laughs> like. You are either saying there's something in, intrinsically wrong with black people, or the system is biased. Those are the only two things.
1: Mm-hmm. And the fact that like, like the whole thing was about marijuana arrests in particular, like I, I I know that they're like I was is one of the worst states as far as like criminal penalties for marijuana. But mm-hmm. like, what percentage of those prison inmates were marijuana arrests versus like other crimes too? Like, yeah, it's 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 silly all the way around.
0: Well, uh, I, I let's let him uh, deflect to the gender disparity here. Let's see where he goes with this.
2: Dudes, yeah, let rock.
0: <laughs> there are nine prisons in Iowa, eight for men and one for women.
2: Checkmate, oh. liberals.
0: <laughs> here he goes owning us with numbers again. Of the roughly 8,500 inmates in these prisons, about 91% are men, 9% are women. These figures represent an astonishing gender imbalance in our prison system. Does that statistical inequality mean that our justice system is rigged against men while giving women a free pass? No sensible person would cite the gender disparity in our prison population to argue that the criminal justice system is sexist and unfairly targets men. We accept the proposition that men commit crimes at a disproportionate rate relative to their segment (laughs) of the population. The fact of the matter is that the people in prison are the ones who are committing the crimes.
3: It's so <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. There's so much statistical evidence, too, that says that white people and black people consume marijuana at like, the same rate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's only people of color who are incarcerated and mm-hmm. arrested. I mean, that's true for all crimes. Like,
2: they do all crimes at the same rate. Yeah, Yeah.
1: In any other context, they would balk at, like, a gender-to-race, one-to-one argument like that.
0: <laughs> As I was reading it, it's, like, this is a very Dennis Clayson-style article.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. I, I've, <laughs> I've discovered a fatal flaw in your argument. In your own
2: logic. By comparing your own logic. two things
0: that are entirely different. <laughs> Racial bias. Well, what about women? <laughs> They're the real problem.
2: (laughs) That I I learned to care about right this Women should commit more crimes.
3: (laughs) More women criminals. (laughs) If you want to let black people out of jail, you got to put more women in. That's all I'm saying.
0: (laughs) When the ACLU and other anti-police groups rant about disparities in the justice system, they tend to ignore the most troubling inequity in our justice system. That is the racial disparity in crime victimization. So he's doing the...
4: What about the victims? Yeah. yeah.
0: Although black men make up about 6% of our population, they account for nearly half of America's homicide victims. A Bureau of Justice Statistics study of homicides from 1980 to 2008 found that the victimization rate of blacks was six times that of whites. This alarming inequity is seldom addressed by those bent on leveling charges of racism against the police and the justice system.
1: Yeah, uh, you, you, so how do you not have the imagination to be like, maybe it's because the police and the justice system have always been racist?
3: Because <laughs> it's like pretty
1: well documented at this point.
3: Yeah, could, could violence against this group of people also at the same time be being committed by people in law enforcement as well (laughs) i mean it's (laughs) not like those things are
0: yeah i mean they're doing this the standard thing or rather he is doing the standard thing of like immediately when like a black lives matter or any sort of focus on police brutality is brought up you just immediately deflect to yeah but what about like chicago homicide rates Yeah.
4: yeah.
0: (laughs) classic classic racist uncle argument the thing is, we could all write this
1: article, not because we're racist, but because we know these fucking like this shit writes itself.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's a tired series of arguments. You
1: can see every this, single this argument coming has in no advance. No
3: imagination. <laughs> yeah.
1: And the only reason it works is because of these fucking the entirety of the GOP is in favor of racism.
3: Yeah, it's confirmation bias.
0: I think uh, I just want to say I think Jerry Vandersanden Sanden is a Democrat.
1: Oh, is he really? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <So we know. laughs> All right.
3: Well, I mean, it tracks.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be generous and say that at least half the Democrats
0: are racist too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll edit that out if I find information <laughs> to the contrary.
3: That would be perfect, though, for like because we talked so much about how shitty rita hart is if the moral of this story too was also like democrats are also racist (laughs) and continue (laughs) to be disappointing (laughs) Uh,
0: the inordinate number of black lives lost to gun violence is tragic and is deserving of a strong police response those who live in high crime areas understandably weary of gun violence are asking for more policing not less our local law enforcement agencies dedicate themselves to putting an end to the violence and senseless loss of life. Our peace officers are not racists, and it was irresponsible for the Gazette to suggest otherwise. It is a worthy endeavor to examine the root causes of crime and to search for solutions. But in the process, let's not unfairly disparage the integrity of the men and women in blue who risk their lives to serve and protect us. Yeah,
1: did he literally just say that people are asking to, like, arrest their neighbors and shit? For weed? (laughs) For weed? (laughs) I mean, maybe, but I don't think that's happening in those neighborhoods. Come on, give me a fucking break.
0: Yeah, Certainly the disproportionate <laughs> arrest is because of the people who live nearby. They want the cops to be around arresting everyone they know.
2: <laughs> everyone loves it when their um family, friends and neighbors are in jail. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: everyone everyone loves it. Well, if you're com- if you're competing for parking spots, like it just makes sense to be <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. If there's only so much off-street
2: parking.
0: I don't know if that's too much of a problem in Cedar Rapids, though. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Plenty of parking in that city. (laughs) My favorite thing about living in Cedar Rapids was I could park anywhere. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Because no no one wants to live there. (laughs) So... Um, did you know that I we probably talked about this before that being a pizza delivery driver is much 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 more dangerous than being a cop? A cop oh, yeah. is not a dangerous job. It's not. Yeah. Like you are not risking your life. Shut the fuck up. You're not <laughs> doing shit. <laughs> like yeah, I mean, being a cop is like one of the safest things you could do.
0: <laughs> there are dangers involved, of course, but yeah, they're they're right. pretty far down the list in terms of like occupational hazards. Right. There yeah. are dangers I involved
2: mean, in a lot of jobs mm-hmm. at a much you're higher rate. You're carrying a gun
0: around yeah, and you're no. in a position of authority yeah. within the government. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <no. laughs> you, you, you're kind of covered. You're and also, crazy. you know, like
1: <laughs> I mean, internal affairs I'm pretty sure is a uh, usually pretty biased towards officers. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you're not even going to get in trouble if you fuck up 9 mm-hmm.
0: times out of 10. No. You are the danger. You're not in danger.
4: I am Christ. the one who
0: knocks. Uh, I think my favorite sentence was like right at the end where he says, "It is a worthy endeavor to examine the root causes of crime and to search for solutions." Uh and he did not do any of <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like <laughs> did the root causes of crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: what is it lay lay those on us jerry jerry vandersnoot
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a worthy endeavor but i'm going to demonize anyone who tries (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay i was afraid like when we started getting into that it it may not have been fun but i think that it ended up being pretty fun despite the serious (laughs) subject matter
3: (laughs) yeah like I'm really proud of us. Like we can always come together and shit on some idiot. <laughs> but there's there's
1: so many idiots to choose
0: from. Like
3: yeah. There's
4: so fucking, many idiots.
3: Uh.
0: Okay, I I have evidence now uh when he was running for Lynn County attorney as the incumbent last time he ran in 2018, he was listed as a Democrat. So, yes. The the words that I just read to you were written by <laughs> a registered Democrat, a an elected official representing the Democratic Party.
2: Democrats suck such shit. Aren't you proud? <laughs> <They're> <laughs> so fucking disappointing. Yeah, you
1: cleared the the extremely low bar of being a Republican <laughs> by like embodying like seventy five percent of what the Republicans already believe anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, what in this article would have been different had it been written by a Republican? Zero attorney. Yeah, Zero. I. Mean, I I don't know if I can find anything like.
3: Absolutely, he probably would he wouldn't have used the word endeavor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he probably wouldn't have bothered with that sentence. But
1: also, what what kind of attorney is this guy? Well, Lynn County prosecutor. Oh, okay, of course. Well, okay, oh, well, he's a, a prosecutor. Okay. prosecutor. He's a prosecutor. Yeah. I guess I should have put that <laughs> he's together. A
4: prosecutor. All
2: prosecutors get the wall. <laughs> In Natalie's America, every prosecutor gets the wall. Fuck prosecutors.
3: <laughs> Speaking of hearts, I'm related to um, my, <laughs> my uncle is a county prosecutor. And he's a Democrat. I'm really sorry, Stella. Yeah, no, that he got the raw. That's okay. I'll let him know. Um, he uh, is a Democrat in like this super red county in Nebraska. Mm. Of all places, and um, this story is not going to go anywhere. He had <laughs> like the elections there are always very like contested. It's crazy to me that you have to like have a party, like you have to run as a Democrat or an or a Republican to be a county prosecutor. Like, mm-hmm. why is that mm-hmm. a thing? It doesn't. We covered that sense a little
1: bit on our last episode. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: like the appeal, which is uh. Quick plug for um, a criminal justice podcast that's really, really excellent. It's by um, Adam Johnson of Citations Needed. Um, And they talk a lot about how the most important thing that leftists should actually do is focus on um, prosecutor races Mm. and say fuck it to the national stuff because those are some of the most important people who shape your Mm -hmm. life um, in countless ways every day. And a progressive prosecutor can make change like changes on a really really large like much more than you Mm -hmm. think so which just makes me loathe kamala harris more (laughs) right but (laughs) like because that's one of the most powerful things to to be a a da Mm -hmm. um or you know whatever it may be is like some of the most powerful positions in america so we should be paying a lot more attention to that yeah yeah, um, those races and trying to support candidates.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, maybe we. Should that keep, is a good point. Keep our eye on Jerry Vander Sanden.
2: Yeah, keep an eye, <sighs> and if he like gets a opponent who is more leftist, like it's it's a good place to put yeah. your efforts.
1: Yeah, prosecutors are bloodthirsty, like most of the yeah. time. Because, like, I mean, I guess after seeing so many like crimes or whatever, you're probably just conditioned to like believe that like it's because of the. Individual's fault or whatever, but like we yeah. need people who are able to like look at the actual root issues that Jerry Vander Sanden talks about about why people commit crimes in the first place. Yeah, and also legalize marijuana. What the fuck?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one wants this. Who wants this? no one? You can't find anyone who's like. Thinks that anymore. Besides fucking Joe Biden, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who called it a gateway Right, it's all like it's yesterday. all paper thin <laughs>
1: justifications like this asshole. That's all they have, and like we predicted Talking all about of marijuana we predicted every one of his arguments before he went on to <laughs> show his ass. Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, well, a fun activity um, in the future because I'm sure a similar article will be written about one of this topic or another topic um would be for us to guess exactly what points the um editorialist is gonna bring up.
4: <laughs>
2: That's such a good bit. We could have we could've gotten all like, you know, you I'm got confident, Chicago, yeah. you got black and black crime, you got yeah. victims. Just given yeah, the yeah. title
1: of the editorial <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> where he
1: says race card. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, well I had I had one more article lined up, but uh, we've been going for a while and as I told you guys privately, uh, this would just be us reading and agreeing with an article, which is probably not, <laughs> not as entertaining. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I will recommend this to our listeners. Uh, this was published uh, by Jacobin. It's called Iowa Governor Your Job or Your Life. It was written by Colin Gordon. He's a University of Iowa history professor. And he writes about, you know, Kim Reynolds and how she's been. Uh, dealing with or not dealing with the coronavirus uh, pandemic in Iowa. Uh, You know, something we're all already familiar with. Oh, gee,
1: it has not gotten (laughs) any better since our last episode on the subject.
0: No, not at all. Uh, In fact, worse. Um, But yeah, we're all in the shit, so we know what's going on. But Colin's article here is, like, really good. Uh, He has a lot of good stuff to say. He summarizes the situation well and offers, uh, you know, alternatives that will of course fall on deaf ears but you know right it's a good article <laughs> right i did
4: the
1: extremely futile act of sending a message to kim reynolds office but you know i knew it was pointless but at least i got my say in
0: uh yeah so that's that's a good place to leave it um a lot of the actions you can take are ultimately pointless but uh here we are <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it makes you feel better. I think we've we've done anyway. we've done more research on Rita Hart than anyone else, so I think Rockhard Caucus listeners are probably uh more in the know than anyone else on earth on Rita Hart <laughs> now, more prepared to vote for her or not yeah. this fall in the than, most blue district in Iowa <laughs> than any other Iowa residents. Yeah. Um And thank you once again to Rita Hart's uh, daughter, our good friend Stella, for joining us. Yeah, I mean, I
3: have to vote for her. She's my mom. But you guys have a choice.
0: (laughs) Yes, thank you for shedding some light on... uh... Thankfully, I don't have to make that choice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Actually, I guess I do have a positive spin since I just said everything's pointless. Um, Over the weekend, I did send off like 5,000 or so texts for Senate candidate Kimberly Graham, who is... By yeah. far, the best. Yep. Uh, so, if you are able to, I know a lot of us are stuck inside doing nothing a lot of the day yep. now. Uh, check out Kimberly Graham's website. Running links. for
1: a very winnable seat against Joni Ernst.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think she's... Uh, there's not a lot of polling yet in this Democratic primary. Well, I mean, it's almost over, so there probably isn't going to ever be much polling for this. <laughs> but yeah. I think I. Th- it looks like it's going to either be Kimberly Graham or Teresa Greenfield and... Kimberly is like much better like she's not accepting a bunch of corporate money for yep. one Un- yeah. unashamed uh, Medicare for all single she's payer the real supporter deal. yeah she's great yeah Yep. if you got time it's pretty easy to send off a million texts for her so I would uh, encourage anyone who is uh, able to give that a shot uh, so that, awesome. that's all for today anybody got anything else to throw in
2: mm. I do not
0: no <laughs>
1: all right <laughs> I think I got my rants off.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've we've exhausted all of our our points. <laughs> we got all our our takes in.
3: Oh, I have one last take. If you think yeah. Rita Hart's website is bad, you should look at the website for the city she lives in, Wheatland, Iowa. <laughs> it's it's also really bad. It's worse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Check it out, Wheatland, Iowa. Uh, Wheatland, website, Iowa it's Wheatland, Iowa.
1: Established when Iowa actually work. grew grew wheat.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. We are not a wheat people. We're corn yeah. people. We are a corn Soybean, people. Soybean.
0: Pork. Uh, and since we've done multiple callbacks to not it, uh, check out the Rock Hard Caucus Patreon, patreon.com slash rockhard caucus. The latest uh, feminine, toxic feminine mystique episode with Stella and Natalie is very good. Uh, they talk a lot about wheat in that so if you enjoyed the last few seconds of today's episode you'll also enjoy (laughs) the toxic feminine mystique
2: episode five so there is one percent wheat content and 99 percent sex content so please be aware if you're coming for the wheat you're gonna have to (laughs) (laughs) wait the
1: the one person who is excited about the wheat.
3: i can't wait to hear what they have to say about wheat oh no two ladies
1: talking about sex fuck <laughs> the
3: people hate it yeah too fast too furious too toxic too feminine
0: that's the aforementioned iowa farmer chewing on a wheat the
4: old you i forgot that? about oh, yeah. i remember that <laughs> <Okay>. yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember every time I said something Dumb on the podcast so basically the entire <laughs> History
2: Chew, Chewing on the weed is not dumb no, that, was, that was a good one <laughs> Yeah, That was incredible
0: Okay before we ramble on any further This has been Rock Hard Caucus Thank you for listening Good night The end The end
4: <laughs> a for
0: a on, a stalk, on a stalk of weed And it felt like a trillion feet I was looking for a friend, at the end, at the end of the line, and it took me till the end of time. I was all out of luck, like a duck, like a duck that died. I was all out of juice, like a moose, like a moose denied. I was all out of money, like a bunny that's broke. I was all out of work, like a jerk who's a joke. And I was out of
4: ideas, like I is, like I is, like I is, like I is. I was out of ideas.